Hey everyone, it's Nicole. In this podcast, we are going to be exploring the theory of cells, and I'll be talking about the history of cells and how humans came to discover them. First and foremost, I want to talk about the timeline in which these scientists discovered these cells, just so you can have a basic idea of what we're talking about today. Obviously, the discovery of cells cannot be made without the microscope. In fact, the first microscope was invented in 1595 by Janssen. This inspired Hooke in 1655 to create the theory of cells. And by create, I mean come up with the idea by examining a cork. With the advancement of microscopes, that means scientists were able to find what was in the cell. And the first part of the cell that was discovered was the nucleus by a scientist named Brown in 1833. He was studying orchids, and that's when he found the nucleus of the plant cell. In 1838, two very important scientists by the name Schleiden and Schwann proposed the cell theory. They also wrote a book about the difference between animal and plant cells and drew three very important conclusions, which we will talk about later. Other parts of the cell were also discovered. In 1857, Kolliker discovered the mitochondria, which is the powerhouse of the cell. In 1898, Golgi discovered the Golgi apparatus. And there are many more parts of the cell that have been discovered by many different scientists throughout the years. Now let's talk about these very important and interesting scientists that helped us find what we have today. This fascinating part of history all started in 1655. An English scientist by the name Robert Hooke came up with the idea of the theory of cells. He came to this idea when he was examining a cork. He noticed that the cork had little holes in it which resembled little rooms, hence the name cells. The fact is, the name cell originates from the Latin word cella, which translates to tiny rooms. Hooke examined these tiny rooms to see that all of them combined together created the cork he was studying. This sparked the idea for theory of cell. Hooke had used his microscope to further study the little rooms that the cork had. Fun fact, the first compound microscope was invented in 1595 by Hans Janssen. Hooke published a book called Mitomicrographia, a book that was about his findings and revealed them to a very shocked world. Since Hooke was also one of the first people to get their hands on a microscope and improve it, he used many glass lenses and these would magnify things. He had a skill in illustration so he drew what he saw, leaving the world in shock once more. He also discovered plant cells. After all the illustrations of cells he saw in the cork and all of his discoveries, it came to be that Robert Hooke had discovered the foundation of cell theory. Microscopic technology was very important to the theory of cells. With the improvement of microscopes and them being able to zoom in closer to see simple life and examine it, the theory of cells became more advanced. Do not underestimate microscopes in the theory of cells. They are a big reason we have proof of the cells we've found. Anthony van Lowenhalik was a Dutch businessman and a scientist who made a lot of discoveries in the theory of cells. His discovery started taking place in 1674 when he discovered protozoa. He also invented the microscopes in which he discovered protozoa with. He made 500 optical lenses and at least 25 single lenses, 
but only nine have survived. Lowenhauick did share most of his discoveries and techniques while making his microscope, though he kept some to himself. With the creation of his microscopes, he also used water to make important discoveries. Like Robert Hooke, Anthony van Lowenhauick was one of the first people to see cells up close. This led to his discovery of infusoria. Infusoria is a single-cell organism in which he discovered in 1674. In 1677, he discovered spermatozoa. In 1683, Anthony van Lowenhauick discovered bacteria. He also discovered the vacuole of the cell. Lastly, in 1682, he discovered the banded pattern of muscular fibers, commonly known as muscle. After making these intriguing discoveries, Anthony van Lowenhauick wrote to the Royal Society and other institutions stating his discoveries. Even though he had made all these important discoveries, the science community did not take him very seriously due to the fact that he wasn't a strong writer and was often disrespected by other scientists. He got to the point where other scientists did not believe in his discoveries. Luckily, there were some scientists to back up his discoveries so they weren't completely lost in history. For the next century, no important discoveries were made to add to the theory of cells. That is until the early 1800s. At this time, parts of the cells were being discovered, and in 1831, the nucleus was discovered by a Scottish botanist by the name of Robert Brown. He came to his discovery while studying plants of the subfamilies Orchidaceae and Asclepiadaceae. He examined the cells of these plants and saw another structure within the cell. He named the structure the nucleus. He was able to see this because the microscopes were more advanced, therefore allowing him to make highly advanced conclusions. Theodore Schwann and Matthias Schleiden were very well-respected scientists, and they made huge advancements in cell theory. Their fascinating discoveries all started at a coffee shop in 1838. They were discussing their discoveries, and one of them studied plant cells while the other studied animal tissue. They found similarities and differences and decided to study the cells together. In 1839, they published a book about their discoveries. This book summarized five things about cells. Three of them being, cell is a unit of structure, physiology, and organization in living things. Number one, the cell retains a dual existence in a distinct entity and building block in the construction of organisms. Number two, cells form by three cell formation, similar to the formation of crystals, which is also spontaneous generation. Number three, the cell is a unit of structure, physiology, and organization in living things, which stated before. In today's modern cell theory, we know that the second point is wrong, but the other two parts remain correct. Rudolf Virchow built off of Theodore Schwann's theories and even discovered cancer and started the theory of cancer, which happened in 1847. The first cancer he found was blood cancer and named it leukemia. He also impacted the theory of cells greatly. In 1857, another part of the cell was discovered by Albert von Kolliker. He discovered the mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cell. In 1898, Golgi discovered the Golgi apparatus. With these discoveries helping humanity advance in the scientific world thanks to what these scientists have discovered for us, we wouldn't be as advanced in biology and the medical field as we are today. 
This has a huge effect on geographical things like the quality of life and the well-being of our population. We have found the cures to many diseases and illnesses using cells, one of the main ones being cancer. And we wouldn't have these therapies and cures if it weren't for these very important scientists. And we owe them a big thank you. Because the fact is that we are using biology's simplest form to create the most complex of things. And let's hope these discoveries advance and add on to this already lengthy timeline, the theory of cells. Thank you all for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it.